what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. I am one of the two Brothers in Tech mentioned in the title. With me, as always, my other brother in tech. Your better half. Yes, your better I'm skipping, half, Brian. I'm skipping that part of the script. I'm just moving straight <laughs> to your name, Brian I Jackson. I purposely put that in bold in our script, Alan, so that we can make sure that we said it. Yeah, I and tend somehow to somehow you skipped right over it. I did skip right over it. Just didn't feel like it literally <laughs> added a lot to the conversation here. But uh, you're right; it's probably you know. well known at this point. Too, so yeah, right. How you doing, anybody Alan? who's listening, all you know, all of our multitude of listeners, uh, all know who you are, Brian. And we don't need to go into a whole lot more detail there. That's right. All this right. is Brothers in Tech. This is our ongoing discussion show here on the Mesh TV about technology but really focusing on it from a home user, kind of more personal user standpoint, helping you out with your home technology, as well as giving you great advice to share with other family members if you are that default go-to IT person in the family. Um, Brian, man, I could not sleep last night. (laughs) I'm so excited to to keep talking about backup. So oh this is a continuation of our first of our main episode this month where we talked about backing up your computer or your files. And we had a rousing conversation on <laughs> <laughs> the theories of backup, kind of the ideal backup strategy for people. And uh, so now we get to jump into our deep dive. Uh, okay. Our first deep so dive Alan, episode. Yeah. Let me first, let me jump in here because, sure. you know, in the main episode, I kind of made fun of you a little bit because you were getting so excited about backup. And I just thought that that spoke volumes about who you are. Um, And I, I I wasn't sure that I was with you on that. Okay. Now I will say I need to follow up on that. Mm -hmm. I've spent some time since that episode and I've been looking into lots of different backup strategies and Mm -hmm. backup software. And I came to the realization that no, uh, this is incredibly boring. <laughs> and I, I do not agree with you whatsoever. This is not something I'm excited about. Um, and I mean, I, I feel like I feel like I just spent a week researching insurance, and it I don't I don't understand why. Um, the fact that you so I, the fact that you related backup to insurance is offensive to me, quite honestly. It anyway. is exactly like insurance, right? Uh, I mean, okay. I see I mean, that a little bit. I see that. I understand. And I understand how you may think it's, it's probably because backup is not something that you see any kind of positive payoff for, right? You know, I, I could set up a backup strategy. I could get it happening. And it and nothing, nothing is uh, going to happen positively for me at that point in time, right? Nothing's going to be different about the way that I approach my computer. I'm not going to have new bells and whistles to play with. That's it, right? But maybe my, my wedding, the the birth of my children, and my first successful backup strategy of my computer. <laughs> Not always necessarily in that order, but that is the level of importance. <laughs> so 
I get it. It's a niche thing. And it is like, you're right. Uh, I joke with you, but you're right. It is like insurance and in that you, you hope yeah. you never have to use it. In an ideal world, if everything goes well, you're doing all this work to back up your stuff and you never have to use it. Right. So that is, can be disheartening right. and I get it. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty I much everything someone, we've talked yeah. about up to this point has been some fun piece to it to where we say, listen, this is cool. You're going to be able to do something new now, right? Yeah. This is really, you're planning for the worst and hoping not to have it. Not and hoping maybe, it was a wasted effort. Yeah. yeah. And I also do think that that's, that to me is the point though, right? That's the point why this episode and this series of episodes is needed because I think I'm probably not unique in that a lot of people look and say, eh, you know what, back up. Why do I need to really do that? You know, or not anything on my computer is that important and they don't realize that it's really is important until they've lost it. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm with you. I don't leave the insurance company after meeting with an insurance agent thinking, Oh, I am exciting. so excited to yeah. get home and look at my insurance policy. And uh, make monthly premium payments toward my life right. insurance. Yeah, you just don't. But obviously we are super excited when it actually works, right? Yeah. And actually is needed. So Well, and again, I'm going to come to this from a little bit of a perspective. You know, I, I, I'm a small business owner. I've ran small, smaller size businesses for, for many, many years. And we've gotten burned on backups before. I mean, this was back before we had a lot of great convenient backup options. It was really, it was really dependent on every employee kind of taking some time to bake copies of important files. And if you don't do that, then that becomes a problem. You know, I personally have been burned by losing files. I've had other employees who've gotten uh, lost files, which have impacted us. And facing giant, huge bills of getting these things fixed, possibly these drives to try to get them recovered and it never being completely, uh, completely successful. So I've got a little more personal stake at it where a little more, I get haunted by those memories and I never want to deal with that again. So I'm very happy with backups and when they work and I know we've got them covered, but you're right. It's not terribly sexy. There's nothing exciting about it. Um, but that's where I come well, in because no- I'm here to make it as, I'm here to make it as exciting as possible for you. So. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see how you are going to, sex it up on the back out the backup side let's do it man all right here we yeah, go back that, back that thing up alan let's go <laughs> that's our slogan. all right so let's right. talk let's talk today on the deep dive i guess we should just go ahead and tell yep. everybody today on the deep dive we're here, focusing here. on local backup so the idea okay you know we talked about in the previous episode the main episode that the ideal backup strategy the the perfect backup theory you've got is what it's called a three two one three copies of your files with two of them being local copies on different media. And then one of them being offsite. Now, when we say local copies, we're talking a copy that is on a drive or a disc or a thumb drive or something that you can physically hold in your hand Mm -hmm. right wherever you are. That's a local copy of your, of your files. In most cases, what we're talking about are hard drives, little external hard drives that you can buy at, you know, you can get them at Target and Best Buy and any other department store. Uh, they can range anywhere from like 30, 40 bucks to maybe 100, 120, 150, depending on the size. But you buy it and that becomes your backup drive. That is where you are going to put the backup of all your files. That is a local backup that we're talking about. Right? Yep. Yep. So, Brian, but the key is at that point, once you have made the decision and hopefully everybody makes that decision that, yes, I'm going to start backing up my my stuff, 
and I can go out and get a drive or I can go out and get a really, really high capacity thumb drive or whatever I feel like I need. Once you have that, the question becomes, well, what am I, what am I going to use software wise or tool wise to do that backup? And you've kind of got two paths to follow here, Brian. And I'm kind of curious which one you fall on. Cause I, I think I know where you are. Um, there's the one option. The one pathway is I want something easy with little to no customization. I don't need to specify certain files to back up. I just want everything. I want my computer to be backed up. That's all I care about. I don't want to have to think about it any more than that. Just flip a switch, back up my computer, and it's always backed up. That's Avenue one. Mm-hmm. Avenue two is I need more. I, I want to do something more customized, a little more specific. I only want to back up this one folder of documents. I don't need to back up my entire computer. I, I don't want to have constantly backup going on. I want to back up on a certain schedule or something else. That's, And I want some more options. I want to be able to kind of customize the way the backup works. That's really kind of your two camps, right? And uh, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Um, now, if those are my only two camps, I will say, let's see, option one, option two. Um, well, is one of them going to be any more interesting of a topic whatsoever for me? Um, maybe. No. Customizing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will not. Maybe, maybe, maybe customizing. But I will say from my, my perspective, I use the built-in option. Yeah. I have the built-in option turned on. Uh, sometimes I will go and add other ways of syncing certain things, maybe to make an additional copy of them. But I always have the uh, the native built-in application. The automatic that we're going to talk about yes. first here. This kind yeah. of, uh, I want the easy solution. I want to just flip a switch yep. and know that all the time my computer's backed up. Okay. Yep. And yep. I am too. I, I've got both going, but my predominant backup is the automatic full computer. Just do it. Don't even, I don't have to think about it. Backup strategy. So here's the good news for everybody listening. If you are on a Windows computer or a Mac computer, you have a tool available, whether you're using it or not, or even if you're aware of it or not, there is a built-in tool in your computer that will allow you to do backups automatically, without any thought, super easy and reliable, okay? On the Mac, it's a service called Time Machine. On Windows, it is called uh, File History. That's the new version that's called in Windows 10. I think before that it was called uh, uh, Backup and Backup like and Restore, Restore I think. on mm-hmm. Windows 7 and earlier. But either way, they work the same idea. Time Machine on the Mac, Windows, File History on Windows. And their goal is to give you the easy solution of hooking up a drive, hooking up whatever your external drive or thumb drive or whatever you, you have, and saying, yep, I want you to back up my computer to that drive all the time. And you're done. I mean, for all intents and purposes, you are done at that point. So let's talk about Time Machine quickly first. If you're on a Mac, system preferences, there is an option called Time Machine. It has an on and off switch. When you turn it on, it'll ask you to designate where you want to do, uh, have all your backups saved and you need to make this to an external drive. I have had some people try to point to their own internal drive, meaning their own drive to do their own backup to. And that's kind of defeats the purpose of backup because yeah. if your hard drive dies, well, you've lost everything. It doesn't, you know, you don't have a backup. So it needs to be backed up to an external 
location, a drive that you plug up or a thumb drive or anything else like that. So Time Machine works automatically. It does, what was the frequency, Brian? It's weekly, daily, and hourly? Yeah, so they, uh, my understanding is it, it backs up hourly for the last 24 hours of time. It backs up daily for the last uh, month and then weekly for all the previous months before that. So that means it's always backing up every hour. It's just after 24 hours, the hourly backups from that, you know, 24 to 48 hours go away and only keeps one of them. And then it kind of spaces it out. So it doesn't, I mean, obviously, if you if you imagine it backing up every hour, not only would that be a lot of space that it eventually would take up any little changes that would be making. But uh, so it's smart and that it kind of spaces out and, and starts to thin out its backups without losing any important things. Yeah. So I, I think it's important to note. So if you did nothing different on your computer for 24 hours and it, it was on, it would continue to go and check in and potentially go through its backup cycle but you would not be adding any more space to your hard drive, right? If you haven't done anything new, it's not yeah. going to be building space. So people are like, oh my gosh, hourly, I don't want to do that. Well, if if it's doing, you know, if it's only looking at snapshots, then it's not doing anything new, right? So yeah. it's yeah. a very intelligent system. And that's the nice mm -hmm. thing about it is that you really just turn it on. Don't worry about it. Um, the only thing that you have to keep in mind when using Time Machine is the drive you connect to use as your backup drive they recommend, and I think even a notice will come up if the drive is not big enough, it needs to be ideally at least double the size of what your computer drive is that you're trying to back up. So if you can find out what your current drive is that, you're, that you have on your computer, let's say if it was a 250 gigabyte hard drive on your laptop or, or whatever it may be, then you ideally need to have an external drive that you buy that's at least 500 gigabytes. Now I'm going to go a step further and say, I think it should be three times the size. So that would be uh, 750 gigabytes because what it is doing is it's going to use every ounce of space on that external drive to do as many backups as it can. The bigger your drive, the, the further back your backups can be more specific. I mean, if there was a file, a huge movie file that you had on your computer, a home video movie that you had on there from weeks ago, um, and you deleted it by accident, let's say weeks or even a month or two ago. If your hard drive isn't terribly big compared to your internal drive, there is a chance that over time, at some point, it's gonna it's it's gonna be out because it's gonna keep that drive, it's gonna keep those older backups as long as it can, as long as it's got space on the drive. If it runs out of space on the drive, it might start chipping away some of those older backups. So that's where you know, that's where I just say, look, it, 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 the these drives are, are really kind of coming down in cost. It doesn't cost a whole lot more to go from like a 500 gigabyte to a one terabyte external drive. It might be $10, $20. I think it's worth it to have a nice big drive connected for your, for your backups. So that way, even if there's files from way in the past that you're trying to find out how to retrieve, you don't have to worry about them any, in any way getting purged out by the system because it ran out of space on your drive. Okay, so so let me let me confirm with that, Alan. So uh, using our analogy we did last time on the first episode, we talked yep. about a file cabinet, right? Yep. And we talked about you're putting things into a file cabinet. You've got things in a file cabinet, and you want to get a copy of those things elsewhere. So 
Is your understanding with Time Machine and or the Windows Backup that if my file, uh, if I've created a file cabinet and I have filled the file cabinet, mm-hmm. okay, I've filled my, my clone version of the file cabinet. If I've got another file to add, what happens? Is it just going to tell me you can't add this file or is it going to tell me I'm getting rid of one of the oldest files that you have because I yeah. think you don't need that anymore? It'll get rid of the oldest file. It can because it's assuming you don't need that anymore. And that's, again, if the file cabinet is just completely full, it's going to say, okay, so you got more stuff you're wanting me to add to this file cabinet. Well, I don't have any more room. This drive is full. So it's going to make the most intelligent use it can say, well, here's a file that Brian, you put in here two years ago, hasn't been updated. It was deleted two years ago. It was gone. It's no longer been on your computer for the last two years. Uh, so we're, we're, we're good to kind of get rid of that now because we're out of space in this file cabinet. We have to make room for this new file you want to drop in. Um, but, but I guess my question would be, is it going to tell you that? Are most of the, most of these services, are they going to say, Hey, by the way, you're running out of space. I think they do. At least I think they'll get an error that says you're running out of space. It'll let you know. It notifies you that, look, hey, you're running closest out of space. And it's even going to say, look, our next action is going to be, if you want to keep backing up to this, is we'll have to delete some old, old backup stuff. Yeah, It will never be anything that's on your computer now. You will never lose anything that is currently on your computer. That will always be backed up. But it's going to start purging out files that that you got rid of off your computer a long time ago. It's going to start purging those out first. But it will notify you. It'll say your space is running low. Now, if you say that's fine, as long as I know the, the last few weeks of my work is backed up on that external drive, I'm good. Then you're fine. If you're someone like me that hates the idea of throwing away anything from the past because I may need it one day, that's where I like having a really large drive uh, for my backup drive. So Cool. But I definitely say no matter okay. what, double the space. You got to have at least double yeah. the space uh, to really make it work right. And And we mentioned earlier, you can get good external hard drives yeah. for a pretty good price now, right? You can get yeah. a pretty decent size for, you know, less than a hundred dollars. You can get a, a hard drive that could probably work. Sure. If you're willing to spend a hundred, yeah. 200 bucks, you can get a great hard drive. So, yeah. And they keep coming out yeah. in price just like anything else. I mean, uh, yep. hard drives are getting cheap. Uh, these, these external drives are getting cheaper and cheaper as you go along. So again, do the calculation, find out what's on your computer, do, two to three yeah. times that at least, and uh, you'll be fine. That same philosophy works with the windows file history too. Same idea. Yeah, It's going to fill up your compute, your external drive with as much as it can back up and it will have no other option, but to delete old backed up files from long ago when your drive is full. Okay. Yep. They both and work also keep exactly in mind, the same way. If you're in a family and there are multiple computers in your household and you're trying to use the same, you know, backup area for those. You need to add up all of your space that's coming from that's those computers. True. Yeah, that yeah. starts to get when so. you talk about like uh, backing up over an, over your home network to a shared drive or mm-hmm. something, which I know we're going to be talking about in another deep dive, kind of this yeah. idea of network storage and kind of more higher end ways of doing that, which if you have a multiple computer family that you're wanting to make sure there's a backup for all of them, you probably want to jump to our deep dive three in the next week or two when we post those out, because that's where we'll talk about network storage and shared drives and, and kind of what are some, some things to know about that. Really this local backup is just, I've got a drive. I want to connect to this computer. I want to back up this computer. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So again, time so Alan, on so you've got a yeah. There you go. Time machine. You've got Windows. Tell me again, really, really quickly, who is the person that would should use these services? I, I think anybody who most just people? always wants to know that. Yeah, most people. Anybody who just wants to know that their computer is always backed up. If they were to lose their computer, if they were to have their computer die on them, their hard drive die, they know that within probably hours, they could get all their files reloaded back onto a new computer or a rebuilt computer and not have to think yeah. about it, not to worry about it, not have to contend with any schedule or options or anything like that. So again, for the vast majority of people, Time Machine or, or your Windows file history, that's the way to go. Built yeah. into your system, yeah. easy to find. They're ready and they're reliable too. And yeah. also I, I take some solace in knowing, I mean, they're provided by Apple and Microsoft. It's not like those two companies are struggling or going to be out of business <laughs> in the night. next year yeah. or two. <laughs> they're going to be around and they're going to keep working on it and yep. improving it and adding to it. So there is some confidence in that you're using kind of the native built-in software to do this. So again, yep. both of them will let you to just add your drive, designate that's where you want your backups to go. The difference with Windows file history, file history on Windows does give you some more options than Time Machine does. Time Machine's pretty limited. It's like, all right, plug up a drive. I'm doing backup. Cool. Thanks. That's all I need. Windows is a little more involved. I mean, you can do that, but a Windows can go, let you go in and set some different schedule or, or set some different uh, options on how long you want to keep certain files around on the backup and um you know, how long to keep them around. If there's certain folders you want to add or remove time machine lets you add and remove different folders. If there's certain things you don't want to back up as well, but uh, windows, I will say the windows file history gives you a few more options to work with a little easier to get to. Um, yeah. The one disadvantage can I, I've heard. Alan, about, can I just, yeah, sure. Can I just say on that note though, that's, that seems very, very Mac and window ish in yeah, terms of absolutely. the description you just gave. Right. And a lot of things that, you know, Mac is Mac's philosophy has always been, we're going to make this easy to do. We're going to make it so that we'll handle a lot of the, the heavy lifting on the backside of this. Right. And that you can get to where you want to be. And we, we, we feel like we have an idea how it should be done for you. Yeah. Windows are a little bit more about, hey, we want to give you the customization, the possibility of doing it yourself. It also means that you have a lot of problems that happen with Windows sometimes because people maybe don't know how to control those. But um, I mean, I was just looking really quickly, Time Machine itself, I think the only thing that it allows you to do is say, where am I pointing this? Like, where am I, where am I backing up to? And is there anything I shouldn't back up? So it actually kind of defaults to everything. And then you can pull out a few things you don't want to back up. As opposed to the reverse of saying, I want to back up that and that. This basically says, we're going to be safe unless you tell us not to be. And so they're kind of going on the the end of uh, It is very much a Mac and Windows mentality that they apply to the the backup strategies as well. Um, But again, I've heard, you know, both work very, very similar. The one Mm -hmm. thing I will say that's one consideration with Windows file history I've heard is that uh, my understanding is that it's not maybe not as efficient with its use of file space on your, on your backup drive. I have heard instances of where it will make multiple copies on your backup drive of large files that you're trying to back up as opposed to trying to intuitively only keep the most recent one. Or if they're all identical copies, only keeping one because it knows it doesn't need to keep multiple copies on there. Things like that. I've just heard that it takes up a lot more space 
So keep that in mind if you're using the Windows file history. I would definitely err in favor of higher capacity drive for your backup. Maybe go more like that three times or higher on Windows backup. Uh, just because I, from what I've read, it may have changed with recent updates, but the the uh, the scuttlebutt is that it, it takes up a lot more space to back up your files on the Windows file history than the Time Machine does on Mac. So, yeah, yeah, but these are great things. Now, restoring on either platform, meaning, okay, let's say your computer did die one day, and luckily you've been doing a Time Machine or a file history backup on your computer. So the good news is is that you don't have to worry now if your computer dies take it or you try to get it repaired and they say, look, the hard drive or the SSD on this is fried. So your computer's dead. You're going to have to reload all your stuff with both of these. If you, if you start up and boot up in a fresh new copy of Mac OS 10 or windows 10, it'll ask you upon that startup, upon that setup, say, Hey, do you want to reload your files from a time machine or a windows file history backup? You say, yes, you plug up your drive, show it where the files are, and it'll say, great. And it just reloads everything. So honestly, I mean, I know I've done this on my Mac before. It's like it's like you're back on your Mac the, exactly the way it was. Preferences, mm -hmm. settings, desktop picture. I mean, everything, locations of files, everything's back where it was. So it's almost like you just didn't miss a beat, which is really nice. And I know the backup restore process on Windows is very similar. So that's the great thing about all this. You just don't have to worry about it. You just... uh you're good to go and you never have to worry about well, what happens if my computer doesn't boot up tomorrow morning. You know that you, within a short order, you can get back up and running exactly the way you were. So, yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Let's think for a second. Who would be the people that would say, nope, I'm not going to go with the built-in, you know, mm -hmm. easy, uh, easy option. Uh, I'm going to look for something else. So I'm guessing if I don't have that large backup storage device and mm -hmm. I'm somewhat limited in what I have, I probably need to be a little bit more creative in the way that I back up things, right? So if I have a thumb drive, Alan, and maybe I have a, say, a two gigabyte thumb drive, mm -hmm. yet my computer is, you know, what, maybe a, a 60 gigabyte hard drive. So sure. you got a huge hard drive. You can't back it up to the, the two, gig, uh, two gig thumb drive. Correct. So I, but I got things that I want to back up. Mm -hmm. So I, I got to get creative, right? I got to get creative about pointing only certain files to be backed up, but maybe I'm also that person who's probably not going to be very good at thinking once a week, once a month to be able to do that. So there might be some other software, right, that I right. may want to, mm -hmm. to to jump into. So what are, what, are, what are some of those? Well, and that's where you do have a lot of options. You know, like you said, if you need a little more specificity, customization to your backup, or, I mean, maybe just for whatever reason, you don't want to use the the built-in Mac or Windows tools. You want to just have something a little more that you can play around with and, and do more creative backup strategies with. There's a lot of software out there, uh, different tools that you can buy. We're not necessarily going to recommend one other than when we get to our tips at the end of the episode, um, because they're all good. They've all got good reputations. They all do what they're meant to do. Good Sync, I know, is one tool that you can purchase this software and that allows you to do your own scheduled backups or types of backups to however you want to of different files or your whole computer. 
Ease US is another one we've we've heard of. Mini Tool Shadow Maker is one for Windows I know of that's free and works pretty similar to Time Machine um, in terms of doing that incremental backup and in running in the background. And it has a um, badass name. I mean, Shadow Maker. That's that's pretty. That's pretty Shadow cool. Maker. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And then uh, Carbon Copy Cloner on the Mac is one that yep. you and I, Brian, have both had experience with way in the past. I think it came along, mm-hmm. like you said, but way before Time Machine. Yeah. Um, yep. All of these are software things. They're they're ones you purchase. You know, other than that Shadow Maker I mentioned was free. The rest of these, I believe, are purchased software packages. You download the software, and then you can tell it, "Here's what I want to back up." Here's how often I want to back it up, and here's where I want to back it up to. Uh, and it's nice in that you you can set up a schedule. Maybe you're someone who doesn't want to have Time Machine running all the time in the background. You just mm-hmm. don't want to deal with that. You don't want to have to keep your external drive connected all the time to do backups. So then maybe you say, I just every Friday night at 10 o'clock, I want to back up my drive. So as long as my computer is powered up and I've got my external drive plugged up to it at Friday night at 10 o'clock, it's going to do a full backup of my, of my stuff. That's what these software packages will do is they will give you some of that flexibility to create your own schedule, uh, customize what you back up. And if you only need to back up a certain folder, as opposed to your entire computer, let's say there's just that one documents folder. That's all I care about backing up. I don't, everything else is games. I can reload. Everything else is programs. I can reload. I just need to back up this one documents folder and it will fit nicely on that little thumb drive you mentioned, Brian. These tools will actually let you say, all right, cool. As long as you pop in your thumb drive Friday night at 10 o'clock when you set up that schedule, we'll back up that folder for you and make sure it's nice and secure. And that's what it does. So um, there are reasons to use these tools. Uh, Granted, when Time Machine and File History kind of got introduced by Microsoft and Apple and people started using them, the need for these other software packages really diminished, but there are still some valuable needs for them for, for different people mm-hmm. and specific custom needs. Well, let me, let me pose another question. What if I have a very old computer mm-hmm. that I am perfectly happy with, right? I'm someone who's been using this computer for a long time. I've got important stuff on there, but it has worked just fine for me. I haven't seen a need to be able to uh, to go to a new computer. But as that computer gets older, of course, the need for backup becomes even larger. But the, the problem there is that you have a greater need for backup, but you have a processor that is going to slow down greatly as you're doing a backup. True. So it could be that you've decided, you know what, I need to look at the computer and only choose certain things to back up because if I turn on something like Time Machine or if I turn on something like the Windows Backup, just it running is going to completely kind of slow down the rest of my computer possibly. Uh, and some of those do those. So, so I think there could be a reason why you might say, I'm going to go with something else that I can absolutely customize. And I know that, you know, once a week is fine and I'm going to kind of, you know, dial this in and have a little bit more control of what's happening. So, yeah. so I would say, so Alan, if, if I was one of those people and I came to you and said, listen, I'm not willing to go buy a brand new drive, like a huge drive to be able to back everything up constantly. Um, and I do need backup and I'd like to try to find some software to be able to do that. What are some, what are some things you would suggest me looking, mm-hmm. looking for with these software to make a difference? Like you said, there's a bunch of them out there, right? What do I need to look for? I mean, what, what questions should I ask about them? Well, I mean, I think first off, you know, got to consider cost. I mean, some of these mm-hmm. backup software, I, I found some really good ones for $20, $30. You purchase them, they do great. 
there are some that are going to be a hundred bucks more because they have a lot of options and there are a lot of customization you can do. So again, really asking yourself, what are you trying to accomplish here? And will this software tool do it? Um, are you someone again that says, look, I just want to schedule every Friday night to do a backup of my computer to this drive. That's about the simplest, most basic need. Any of these software packages should be able to do that. So you shouldn't have to really put a whole lot of money into it and it should be a pretty easy decision. Now, if you've got, for example, when we get to our suggestions at the end of the episode, I have a situation where I've got like three or four different backup schedules that run. So I've got different drives that I use. I have work drives that I do all my work on. Those are getting backed up all the time because I don't want to lose anything. So I need a piece of software that's going to be able to keep track of all the different stuff I back up and have a different schedule for each one. So if that's the case, then you still need to look at something a little bit more full featured software that will do those kind of things. Then there's also the question of, do you want something that's incremental? Meaning just mm -hmm. like time machine and, and uh, file history we talked about for windows where it's only backing up changed files in the background all the time. Or are you looking to always have a full backup of your computer at all times, like no matter what? So again, having a piece of software, you gotta know, do you want incremental backups? Do you want just clone full backups? Knowing if the software will handle that for you. Also, there's one feature too that uh, I think is important for some people, but again, we're getting a little deep dive on this, but I know that's, that's where we are right now. Uh, if you want to have a bootable backup of your computer, and what I mean by that is, let's say uh, tomorrow morning, Brian, I wake up, my computer will not boot up at all. Like my hard drive inside my computer is completely dead. If I have a bootable backup of my, as a backup of my computer on an external drive, because I use a piece of software that allows me to create a bootable drive uh, for my computer, the idea is that I could then plug up that drive, power up my computer, my computer, since it sees that my hard drive inside my computer is dead, it's going to look to that external drive and say, oh, here's a system that I can boot up from. And it will boot and my computer will be booting from that external drive. And it looks exactly like it did when I made the backup. So, I mean, that's, you're talking, you want to be up and running immediately. That is the mm -hmm. absolute fastest way to have it. Time machine does not create that for you. File history will not natively create that for you. That is something you would have to use an extra piece of software to get that capability. Not essential for everybody. Most people are fine waiting several hours to reload their computer on uh, reload their files onto a new computer. But if you need it immediately and you need that bootable backup, that's one feature I would say to look for if you feel like that's critical for you. Yeah. So that's that next level insurance premium, yeah. right. That you're looking for. Right. I mean, you know, there's, that's, there's people, yeah. there's people who's like, look, I can't go more than a few hours in a work day and, yeah. and, and I've yeah, got to have access to this stuff. Let's say you're, let's say you're in a, a tax accountant working on uh, tax deadlines and all that and filing deadlines. And it's like, look, if my computer dies, I've got with, to, I need to know within an hour that I am, I'm running again having a bootable backup that you make a backup of on a very, very regular basis is your absolute best strategy for that. Most people yeah. though, that's overkill. Most people, again, if I do a time machine backup, uh, if, if I'm using the built-in software, uh, chances are, if you gave me a brand new computer after my old one died within probably two to three hours of getting that new backup or that new computer, I would be back up and running with all my files loaded. So yeah. it's really, again, those are the kind of decisions you make about, A, do you need a, a different piece of software for backup? 
And if so, what are the features you need on it before you go yeah. out and buy it? Yeah. And just really quick, Alan, what is your take on? So if I said, here's a, here's a, here's a piece of software that's going to do exactly what you want to do. Or I'm sorry, here's two pieces of software. Here's two options for you. One of them is a one-time cost for you to pay, say, 30 bucks for this. The other one is a $2 a month mm. continuous payment. Do you have a, a do, is there any advice that you could give to people right now about how to analyze those two options? Well, I think it's probably more of a philosophical dis decision yeah. than anything. I, me personally, I, uh, you know, when we get to our recommendations, our suggestions, I'm going to, I think you and I are both mentioning one that are both mentioning pieces of software that are subscription based, meaning we are, have a subscription that gives us access to that software. Yep. And yes, you're paying a fixed monthly cost, but you're always ensured you have the most up-to-date version. It's always right. kept up to date and patched. Um, and then there's no upgrade cost. It's not like a matter of, you know, in a year, I've got to be told that, hey, for my software to now work with the newest computers, I've got to upgrade it for 30 or 40 bucks. I don't have to worry about that. So I like subscription models, although as we've talked about before, they can be very dangerous that you keep building up these ongoing yep. subscriptions and it's hard to, they know what they're doing. They are, they're making it super easy for you to say, oh, I'm just going to pay $5 a month and I'm good because they think $5 a month is not something you're going to really like get heartburn about every month. It's more palatable. But if you've got, yeah. mm -hmm. if you've got 20 $5 a month subscriptions and all of a sudden it starts to build up, um, that's, that's, uh, that's the trade-off. So I, I like subscription yeah. models, but I have to keep myself in check that I'm actually yeah. using them and not just still paying for something that I'm not using anymore. So, yeah. I mean, I think this is, this is a bit more global and I just wanted to bring it up because I know it's something that's going to continue to come up in, in a number of our, uh, even our bits. Uh, but this is something I've changed my philosophy on in the last you know year for sure. Previously, I was much, I, I, I would very rarely would I do a subscription because mm -hmm. I am kind of a little cheap when it comes to that. And I say, Hey, I want to own that and I want to use it and I want to pay one time. But the problem with that is that with technology changing, if you buy that one piece of software for 30 bucks and you realize that you're going to upgrade your, you know, computer software in six months, now all of a sudden, maybe that old software doesn't work anymore. So you just spent 30 bucks on something that you're kind of limiting yourself. Whereas if you went to a subscription, there's most likely going to be a new version that comes out that you now have access to. So yeah. just, you know, something for people to consider when they're looking at options, don't just assume that one is a one time. So that's better and it's cheaper. There may be a reason I would, I would just say, if you're going to do a one-time uh, purchase, make sure it's a company that you trust. And it's a company that uh, when you buy it, that you feel like they're going to honor that, uh, with a new upgrade that might come up in the future. Maybe there's a, uh, a smaller charge to do the upgrade. So yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Well, that's, right. that's kind of the option. So again, if you're looking to do a, a local backup, which again, I kind of consider to be the bare minimum backup for many people, this is going to give you enough peace of mind and be comfortable enough to have a backup. It does not give you the ultimate backup concept yet by itself. So, I mean, again, if you've got, if you're backing up to an external drive, just keep in mind, if your house caught on fire, you've lost not only your computer, if it was in the house and you lost your, your, your backup drive. So again, you lost everything. Um, uh, external drives can always crash, can always get corrupted as well. The chance of your computer drive and your backup external drive going bad at the same time 
absolutely rare and very, very, you know, low percentage of that. But that's, again, why they really recommend that you ultimately want to have three copies of your files in different places. So um, this satisfies you having your, your main copy and your, your local backup. It gives you two different ones uh, to start with. And uh, it's a good start. Again, at a minimum, I, I really encourage everybody, if you've got a Mac, got a Windows computer, if you've never thought about backup before, uh, invest in that one drive, get that drive, hook it up to your computer, use either time machine or file history. And that's your local backup. Um, if you're listening to this and you have more, more creative needs, more custom needs for backup and, or have more limitations you want to work with, there's a lot of great software tools out there. And it's probably, probably a good time for Brian, this to kind of move into our, our bits for the episode yeah. as well. Right. Our yeah. brothers in tech suggestions, Brian and I both, kind of give a suggestion at the end of each episode related to that topic, a kind of our recommendation of something that you ought to try out or take a look at. So Brian, what you got for yeah. us? Well, so because I mentioned earlier, this is not something that I tend to spend a lot of time on, uh, unlike you, uh, who obviously seems to be super excited about this. Um, yeah. For me, uh, I tried to look at what 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 backup options do I have right now without having to spend a lot more money. And uh, we've talked about this this app before, but you and I both are using the Setup, which is a uh, basically a subscription service that puts access to lots of different applications on your computer uh, and allows you to to pick and choose from its suite of applications, uh, which are constantly changing. So basically, you're saying I'm subscribing to this service. And then I get everything that the service provides uh, whenever they provide it. It's like Netflix for Mac software, basically. Yeah, exactly. Paying a monthly yep. fee and you've got all access to all the apps that are on their uh, on their library. Right. So I've I've fallen in love with this app. I think it's just fantastic. But uh, so rather than use that as my uh, as my pick to use setup, which I know we've done before, there is software on the setup. Um, that uh, does allow the backup, and it's called Get Backup Pro. And um, I have used it. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, it is. It is falls into that other category that we talked about before. If you want to go and point to different things and say, I want that backed up to this location, uh, this backed up to this location, and you can have a number of different backup um, strategies in place at one time. What I really like about this one, which is something that you cannot do, uh, or at least I haven't figured out a way to do with Time Machine, you know, is I have Google Drive and I also have Box, which is kind of like Dropbox uh, for my company, as being network drives. And I mount those drives so that I can access all my files. So I, I rarely actually, we, we talked about this before, I rarely keep anything on my actual physical computer. Sure. I tend to store everything at Google Drive. But the beauty of the, this um, particular software, the Get Backup Pro, is I could go and say, I want to back up this file on my computer, documents, let's say, and I want to back it up to Google Drive, or I want to back it up to Box, um, because it allows me to point to a drive that I have mapped on my computer. So that's something where I already have Google Drive, it's free, I have access to it, and I want to back up some of my computer to Google Drive this allows me to do that. Um, okay. And so yeah, it's good. kind of a nice way for you to take advantage of things that um, you may not have to pay extra for. So, yeah. So get, yeah, back, get back up pro. pro. I'm not, uh, yeah. not going to say it's fantastic. I'm just going to say if you are someone with setup or someone has access to it, 
it can do a lot of cool things for you. So. No, it's a good functional backup app. I mean, I've used it before and uh, it's great. I mean, I think it's a good bargain, with definitely if you're paying the uh, $9 a month for set app that mm-hmm. you have. Um, I use a set app app as well. And they have another uh, application in their library that is, uh, you can you can get these apps separately. You can go out and buy them separately, but is nice. They're, the best value is if you're using them inside a subscription service. I use ChronoSync Express, which is also yeah. on the uh, setup library as well. The little bit of the difference between Get Backup Pro and ChronoSync Express is also kind of a difference between ChronoSync Express and just general backup and, and overall. ChronoSync Express really looks at this idea of synchronization. So it's less, yeah, you could call it a backup tool, but it's not really, that's not really its number one job. Its number one job is to say, I've got a folder full of files and I want to make sure that this other drive location place always has that exact same synchronized set of files. Okay. So in theory, yes, it's a backup, but it really looks at it like, okay, if I delete a file from the left-hand side, I want the right-hand side to also delete the file. I want to always have a exact synchronized copy of, of these files. So I use this, this, this service. I use this application because I do, I do a lot of video production, media production. I work with a lot of large files. We have a lot of external drives we use for projects because I've got team members that work in different places and, you know, we'll, we'll work locally off the drive when we're editing a video. And then if I need to share that drive with someone else, I can and let them work on it. Some, uh, yeah, some stuff we put up in the cloud to work on, but it's just so much more reliable to kind of work off of a local drive. But I need to make sure those drives are backed up because the last thing I want to do is have tons of video footage we shot for a client and it die because that's where the drive is and the drive gets dropped or you know, broken or spilled or whatever on it. So I have this ChronoSync Express. It just knows natively because I set up a, a, an action to say, whenever I plug up these two drives, my, my work drive that has all my content, and then this other drive, that's my backup. Whenever these two get connected, and it's running in the background to always look for that, it will always make sure that those files are synced up, meaning I've always got a copy of whatever's on my main drive on that backup drive. So I've actually got like three scripts that run because I've got three different sets of drives that I always have to make sure are backed up. And when you set up, when you use it and use the setup assistant built into the program, it will say, all right, what do you want to do? You're basically saying, yeah, I want to synchronize these two drives. Okay, well, then do you want me to always run this every time you plug up those two drives, just automatically run the sync? And I say, yeah, that's my preference. I don't want to do it manually. So it's nice knowing that I can just plug up the two drives and ChronoSync in the background is going to say, oh, it's time for me to run the sync. I'm going to make sure everything on that main drive is copied over to the right-hand drive, to my backup drive. And it just it just runs automatically at that point, which is great. So again, this doesn't really help me with my main computer Uh, My main drive, this isn't really a great tool for just saying I want to do a full backup of my laptop drive. Mm -hmm. Um, This is more of a, I've got folders of files or a drive of files or other files I always want to make sure are backed up exactly like they are to another location. Um, And I can have this go to network locations. I can have this go to other, I think some online locations as well. Uh, Again, it's looking at this idea of syncing and how do we kind of keep everything in sync with one another. So Mm. I like it again. I love the scheduling of it. I love the background running that it does. I love this idea of just plug up these two drives and I don't have to worry about it. It just runs in the background, syncs them up and we're good to go. So 
Yeah, I'm not surprised whatsoever that you love that, that you love the idea that you're backing up and you've got eight different ways that you're backing up. And man, <sighs> it's like you're just... <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's the little spinning <laughs> wheel up in my menu bar when, in, when it says it's backing up is just, it's thrilling. It's great. <laughs> oh, I Helen, sleep we gotta, so we easy at night, about... I sleep so easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've got to so find those are our... a hobby. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I kind of do. So those are our two suggestions. Uh, we got Get Backup Pro and ChronoSync Express Organizer. I will say, look, they're both Mac apps because, you know, we natively primarily work on Macs. Um, Again, as our episode said, there's a lot of great software tools out there for running backup. But in summary, use the ones built into Windows or Mac natively if your needs are pretty standard or you want a, a simple, easy, hands-off solution. Yeah, you don't want to think about it. Just don't do want to think yeah. about it. It's great. We use it. We love it. It's, it. it works for us. But you do have a lot of options if you want to get a little more creative or have some more specific needs. And uh, the main message here is just just make sure you're backing up somewhere everything you've yeah. got. So, yeah. Okay. Good. Good deal. Well, I think we're going to wrap right. up this first deep dive. So if you are still curious about some backup options, well, there are two others we haven't talked about yet. One is online backup, like backing up your stuff to an online service. And the other one is using something we alluded to a little bit, network storage, either a network uh, on your home office or your office or network, uh, wherever it may be. We're going to talk you through some ways to kind of maybe get a little deeper with some network storage for some really greater capabilities when it comes to backup. So this has been Brothers in Tech on the Mesh.TV podcast network. And Brian, if anybody wants to write us with a question or follow up on anything, uh, let's remind them of how they can do that. Yeah, they can email us at info at themesh.tv. So info at themesh.tv. Send us your comments, questions, uh, some ideas that you have that you think uh, others may be may uh, benefit from and we'll try to pass those along um so we'd love to love to hear from you that's great all right well thanks everybody for listening again stay tuned for our next couple deep dive episodes on the issue and topic of backup and uh thanks everybody we'll talk to you next time bye-bye What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.